Joshua and Caleb were men of a different spirit. When sent out on a mission to spy out the land, their report came back, came forth from a place of their identity. Yes, there are giants in the land. Yes, but because of God being on our side, we are well able to take them. They were not hooked into the same identity crisis that caused the other spies to give a faithless report. When they left Egypt, they also left that old slave mentality in which the other spies had been trapped. They did not see themselves with meager possibilities. Like David, they saw themselves able to overcome with God's help. It is time we shake off the old man who died and was buried with Christ and arise to the fullness that our new life in Christ brings to us. God seldom works on the timetable that we think he should. If we press for the application outside of God's timing, we may find ourselves trying to step through a door that is not yet opened. Another aspect of custodianship or application involves who should be told the revelation and interpretation and when. Joseph learned the hard way when telling his brothers about his prophetic dreams. And that he learned the hard way that telling his brothers prophetic dreams could get him into trouble. That in Genesis 37, the brothers interpreted the dreams accurately and came up with their own application. Get rid of Joseph. <laughs> like Joseph, many people have a hard time not revealing what they have heard from God. It is our nature to want others to know that God has a unique plan for us. But when it comes to a directive or instructive word, it needs to be submitted to leadership in humility. Accountability is key here. And I agree with Chris Ballatin where he says that nobody will guard, steward, savor, or protect our prophetic words for us. What we receive from the word is very much up to us. Maybe the word you need today was given to you years ago. And I encourage you to read back over the words that were spoken over you years ago. And ask the Holy Spirit to highlight any that are for your current season. Know today that when God gives you a prophetic word, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy it. He wants to kill a move of God in the infant stages. That is why many babies were killed when Moses was a baby. The enemy knew his defeat was coming through Moses. That is also why many babies were killed again when the birth of Jesus was prophesied. The enemy wanted to kill Jesus because he sensed his coming defeat through him. By speaking things into existence under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we can stop the evil plans of the enemy and be instrumental in establishing more of the kingdom of God on this planet. Our responsibility is to call forth, Romans 4.17, call forth the things that are not as though they were. When we receive a word from God, we start praying and speaking it into existence. Prophetic words can reveal prophetic actions that we are to carry out. The images, it's not that I like making pretty pictures and pretty designs. I choose the pictures 
and just the different things that I reveal in my presentations with a specific purpose, because we are whole brain learners. And so when you see certain things, it is designed to trigger certain things in our brain. So every time God is giving you a dream, a vision, or a prophetic word, he is giving you a key to unlock your destiny. Loose it. You can build and plant your destiny. In Matthew 16, 19, Jesus says, I will give you the keys, authority of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit, declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. Romans 4.17, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. The value we place on the word determines the power we will receive from it. So write those words down, revisit them often and pray over them. As the book of James tells us, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, James 5, 16. So let us unlock our words. I want to encourage you to steward your personal prophetic words, value, and treat every word you receive in the future with excellence. So that's it. <laughs> our first trajectory is done and dusted. Next week is going to be very interesting because our fourth C is the word contend. We will explore the good fight, waging war and courage. Contending for a prophetic promise is fighting the good fight. We need to be willing to fight the good fight of faith, wage a good warfare and act courageously on our prophetic words. So Father, May we walk, live, and conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing to you, bearing good fruit, growing and increasing in, and by the knowledge of you, with fuller, deeper, and clearer insight and recognition. Fill and strengthen and energize us with your mighty explosive power from the realm of your magnificent glory so we will have all the endurance and patience we need to keep going no matter what happens filled with great hope always full of the joy of the lord and that is a paraphrase that I took out of Colossians 1, verse 10 and 11. Amen. Let me just end that. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Everybody's still there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to hand over again to, to Fred and Sue now about going into the groups. The one thing that I get stumped on, if I can use that word, is designing questions or prayer points in what to use in the groups. And so 
I, I know that we need to have these prayer points, but what exactly is it that we pray for? What exactly is it that we discuss? So I'm going to say to you today, think about where you are standing right now and your view of the prophetic. And think about the contribution that you could be making to the world around you and to Global Watch. And when you go into your groups, pray for one another, pray for strength, pray for courage, pray for insight, wisdom, and revelation. So pray for one another, pray for boldness, and pray for opportunities to be able to release these amazing words that God gives us. Amen. Shirley, I, I just want to reiterate the things that you're touching upon tonight are, are really about the character of the prophet. And that as we prophesy, <clears throat> and as part of our core values with the Global Watch, I think you can, and we've been in this in a number of ways, and Jenny Hager is, is supreme in this, but, and Jenny, you may want to hook into this in terms of focus with the small groups. This is a very near and dear to my heart and that we speak life into people, no matter if it's correction or something that you're just, you're absolutely frustrated in and you think you're just going <laughs> to... Uh, my biggest mistakes in life have been when I've spoken when I'm frustrated and I haven't waited for the word of the Lord. But if we wait in those moments of frustrations and zip our lips and just wait and wait for Jesus to come and to deal with our heart out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouth can speak and we can speak life and bring a correction that where people are going to be willing to follow it. Does that, does that make sense? Can I jump in on that now? Yes, yes please. <laughs> One of the things over the years the Lord has taught me, which Shirley is certainly teaching us, is the love of God and prophesying with the love of God. And three times in my life, I've been called to go to a pastor and, and give a word of knowledge because often the word of knowledge starts before the prophecy. The word of knowledge opens the person to be really alert that the Lord is speaking. And so three times I've said to pastors, you are committing adultery. And each time they have said to me, nobody in the world knows that. But this is the heart of the father. The father hasn't come and spoken to those three pastors in anger, judgment or anything like that. He has. So he can't use me as a prophet till he's brought me into that place that he can trust me with that word to go to a pastor and give that word to them, but then come with a prophecy, which is full of hope and encouragement that if they repent, that the, the, the Lord is with them and the Lord is bringing them through, he will lead them through and those things. So this is part of the training of, of a prophet that just as Shirley said, facial expression, voice, the love that manifests through us to be able to do that. Amen. It always needs to be uh, end with life. I'm wondering, should uh, Shirley, do you want small groups or should we just have a fireside chat on this? Because this is a very big issue. 
I just the, sent you a message saying maybe not have groups, but let's do it here. <laughs> yeah, because guys, listen, this is big. And, and there's wounding in the body of Christ that my heart aches over because of this misappropriation of the prophetic and many charismatic groups that would walk in the prophetic are not allowing it or are resisting it because of this kind of stuff. And if we can train up a company that of people that know how to wield the word of the Lord in the way that Jesus would do it, we will be there. There will be a strength that, and God will trust us with much. I think can he's I already trusting us. Yes, ma'am. Per, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I just read Culture of Honor, December of Danny Silk. And I think they really have a good way of communicating and prophesying, even in, in difficult situations. Mm -hmm. And the scripture God gave me when I was persecuted by three leaders in our company for doing the right thing and not doing the wrong thing with them was Galatians 6, verse 1 to 5. I wanted to report them to the CEO, but he, the Lord stopped me from doing that. And he gave me Galatians 6, verse 1 to 5, which is really allowing the love of God and the grace of God to once again touch those people and trusting him as you align your heart with God's heart for him to align their hearts with your with his heart for you and that actually happened so just thought I should share that that's really good and one one of the ways that I have gone about correcting people is that I've identified their gifting and often it's their gifting that gets perverted by the enemy where it becomes overbearing or it's become hurtful or it's just misappropriated. But I'll acknowledge that they're very gifted in this area and I, I want to honor them that way. And then I'll go into a word of life to try to you know, redirect it into a healthy place scripturally. And Francois, what you just said is just so true. To and Shirley, what I found was that uh, when I was approaching our pastor to give him something that it was actually good, it was something we were going to do at Pentecost that I really felt the Lord saying, and he rejected us initially. I, I just knew that I had to submit to his authority, yeah. and it was in doing that that by the time we had the service, the Lord changed everything around to exactly what he and if I tried to come uh, in a strong way and say no we've really got to do this I, I know it would not have happened and and so it's in that uh, humility of actually coming and saying okay I'm submitting to you you do what you think by the time we got to the uh, pre-service prayer meeting I could sense a change when he was saying Lord here's our plan but you know do what you want, let the Holy Spirit do. And, and the Holy Spirit did. Um, in fact, our pastor didn't even preach that day. Everything was actually done within the congregation, people coming forward for prayer. Such amazing things happened and it was such a joy. And it felt so good for me. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm learning it. In the past, I might not have done it the same way, but now I'm getting a bit more mature. <laughs> so thank you for the group. <laughs> Thanks. Let's, uh, any other comments? Yes, that's who. Can I just share something? Thank mm -hmm. you. It, it was a great journey in understanding leading uh, a prophetic intercessory group 
where I could, I'd like you identify the gifts and call them out and always believe that once we ask the Holy Spirit to lead a meeting, that he is actually have faith in him to bring out his gifts from every child because he wants to hear the voice of every child and the gift that is there. So that way it becomes very honoring. And as a leader to understand where each person is because they're not everyone is on the same level. And so that's where the grace of God allows the leader, allows us as we are listening to them to bring in that redemptiveness even if they are saying something out of hurt or anger or despair, but just to, to understand that and that wisdom that Shirley was talking about and understanding uh, how we can bring that into a prayer or into a positive life-giving word, that has really helped me. But then the real, in a corporate setting in the Sunday church, that is a very different scenario. It's the prophetic flowing in a whole different way where, where that freedom is perhaps not exercised. Good, that's excellent. Sue, I just would like to, to, to quickly say something. I spent many years in an in a environment where I was not recognized as a prophetic voice. I wasn't looking for the recognition but what was happening around me is those who saw the gifting, those who saw, um, because we were involved in so many different types of ministry, and this has got nothing to do with what I spoke about earlier, those churches that I mentioned. <clears throat> it was something completely different. And my husband would say to me, Shirley, wake up. Can you not see what is going on? I'd go, no, they wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't say that. No, it couldn't be that. I started journaling and I wrote it down. And I started seeing a pattern, this wave of disappointment and hurt just swept over me. I was so discouraged. And I thought, <clears throat> I don't want to be here. It is, it is too painful to be in this environment. But several years later, only did the cloud move and the pillar of fire. When the cloud moved, there were certain things I said, Lord, you've got to speak aloud because I can easily figure certain things out or try and understand things. There were certain things that I asked the Lord specifically. And when those all lined up, I knew it was time. And it was two months just before um, COVID actually hit here. And it, I know that if I had left earlier, it would have been premature and I would have taken hurt and baggage with me. Where in that time, the Lord worked with me on healing and forgiveness and patience, not needing to have to give the word. Or I would send it to them or I'd put it on a piece of paper. I didn't need to be the one actually speaking. When you take the bottom part of the table and you sit at the bottom of the table, in a servant position, in humility, God will promote you at the right time. That's right. That's right. And right now, there, there really isn't a lot. There's some churches that are moving prophetically that the pastors are comfortable with it, but the great majority are not. And we've just got to learn to develop our relationships, to develop the respect We've been in our church for, what, 20 years, Fred? 
Yes, longer, 23. 23, and Fred's on the board, and I'm, I, I tend to flow in the prophetic, and they know it. They'll listen to me, and they're receiving it more and more now these days. And, you know, what the Lord has been saying, don't worry about it. They're going to come to you. And I'm just, that's the way I, I, we choose to stand to bless and, but to stand with the Lord. And we increasingly in these darker days, we're going to have to learn how to negotiate difficult situations. Yeah. But the, the, the other thing, Sue, is that in all honesty, none of us like to admit this, but the Lord takes his time in refining our own character. Yep. And, and it is not, it's difficult I would say painful process at times, but he, part of the way that he wants to refine our, our character is that he wants us to have his heart for other people. And I think I was tag teaming on what I think Francois was saying, but that, that went before we ever give a word, I, at least what I do is I say, Lord, give me your heart for this person. And it, I have to, you know, check my own spirit. If it's, especially if it's somebody that is I feel annoyed by or intimidated by or something that's not a positive thing. And I find that when I do that, it, it really changes things. And suddenly this person that maybe I didn't feel particularly close to, I really feel God's heart for them. And I feel like I want the best for them. And that is, seems like that's a good place to be when you're start asking the Lord for a word for somebody. Anybody else? Can I reply to that very briefly? I just want to say thank you, Fred, because you encouraged me some time ago to get back into the church with my husband. And we're not back yet, but our hearts moving in that direction and to pray for people outside of the church with Israel. So I want to say thank you for what you said to me personally a few some time back. You were absolutely right, and God is working. So thank you. All glory Great. to him. Great, Anna. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Shoshana has her hand raised. Go ahead, yes. Shoshana. Yes, I would like to share. Sorry, my voice is still not very <laughs> good. Um, uh, in my area where I came from, there was a pastor, and he was training the churches how to listen to God's voice. And out of this, he was very much encouraging to, to build small groups and which were supervised or mentored and that people in small groups could listen to God's voice and train the prophetic. And even there was also a mentoring in the characters. So it was both ways to prove what Shirley mentioned. It was in, in this coaching and mentoring process in the small groups. And I found it very helpful for the church because this was then spreading in the churches, even those churches, which were very resisting against the Holy Spirit, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I must, must say. And so it developed and it was even spreading over areas in other countries, sides of Germany. And, and for me now, I'm also in a Zoom group, in a small Zoom group. It's this W203. It's meant, it's on, based on one or two are gathered in my name and I'm in your midst. And we meet once a week. It's about trauma educator too. 
and we meet and we listen to God's voice. We share and we listen to God's voice, what he has to say, and then we prove it and even correct each other. So it's very helpful to be in small groups to train and to bring it then further. And the other thing is really to get a feedback, what Shelley said, to uh, record it and also to listen to it afterwards and to then maybe to share or supervise it or mentor it with somebody else to prove it and to get a feedback. I think the feedback is very important and the confirmation. Uh, amen. Thank you, Shoshana. Hey, so we're um, at the end of the hour. Let's extend this because I think it's so important. We'll extend it another maybe 15 minutes. So we'll have Hillary and then Alan share maybe one other person. And then we'll go back to you, Shirley, for some final comments and then Sue for, for some updates. So go ahead, Hillary. Thank you. I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for the whole journey. And I guess part of my challenge is the gift God's given me. I do a lot of weeping. I'm a bit of a Jeremiah. And just thinking of some of these situations where God's given me very serious words for actually very senior people in this nation and in the churches, and they've not been heeded. And the fallout has been so terrible on their lives, on the church, on other people. And I guess I'm just realizing I think I've taken too much responsibility. And so sometimes when a word is not heeded, my head knows we just give and then it's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit and those people. But I guess my question is how long do we continue to pray? Do we believe for God's redemption? Like even in our election at the moment, it's very painful praying for our government leaders, many of whom are overtly Christian. And I love them. They're my brothers and sisters in Christ. I've known them for years. And I just pray that God would give me wisdom and grace to know how to carry this with it being the Matthew eleven twenty eight. I keep bringing the burden to Jesus, bringing it to the cross, but he hasn't lifted it yet. So if somebody's got some wisdom, how to um, pray through some of these words that we've been given, and I test the words with those I'm in um mentored by and and i wouldn't dream of doing it without but yeah it's just very challenging that's a great question hillary and that's a whole session probably in and of itself shirley do you have any short answers to that you might want to share if you want to unmute yourself hillary i just want to encourage you and and those who have found themselves in similar circumstances to just hold fast, stand. Because in those difficult moments, in those difficult times, when we feel like our words are, are dropping to the ground, they aren't. When, when we feel like we're not being heard, it's not that. God is refining. He's refining. If I had received what I received now 10 years ago, I would have blown it. And I want to Sorry, I'm going to take a minute here just to give a quick example. Catherine Kuhlman was this little girl, very poor, and her mother used to do the laundry down in the basement. And, the, and very poor, she, her mother had one luxury item. She was given a cashmere sweater. 
and she'd go down and do the washing and then she'd have the washing and then the tumble dryer or dryer and she was called out to go pray for somebody and she and her mom said Catherine please don't do anything no mommy I won't her mom left Catherine thought oh, I'm gonna help my mom the only day we can do laundry is today and when her mom got back she took her sweater which was all different colors from the different washing and had shrunk and just looked at Catherine you can imagine her despair she didn't have the money to buy another one they weren't able to have something like that and while we think we are doing good we might not be ready mm. and I'm it's been decades that I've been walking in things and it just didn't happen at it, it, it all but at the right time mm. and the Lord is giving you a platform Hillary I have heard you on these um, global watches you're very sound very sure in the word and you bring such a gentleness and such a love and God is inc bringing increase into your life so stand <laughs> strong be of good courage okay thank you Awesome. And listen to the recording, Hillary. This is really, this is really good. You don't even have to record it yourself. You can just listen to the recording over and over. Thanks. All right. There's, so, there's two, two hands up, Fred. Yes, I know. Let's go to Alan. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah, thanks again, everybody. Uh, and look, this is a bit of a reiteration. We discussed some of this last week, but it's worthwhile going back over because it is a lifetime character building process through our relationship with the Lord and the disposition of messiahs are reflected in Exodus 34, six and seven, we talked about where delivering, receiving and, and relating in prophetic word and just our walk should reflect this. And just to prompt people, it says the Lord, he is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiveness. That is our God. And that is the disposition of Messiah. And as we are created in his image, but we fell through sin, we reunited back with the Lord through our belief in Jesus. We have that ability again, like Moses and others, to sit with him and tend to reflect back his image. And look, it's also reflected in Psalm, Psalm 103, where David says, do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all our sins, heals all our diseases. He does not treat us as our iniquities deserve, for he is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiveness. That is our God. For all of us, it's, it's a lifetime work for me. So I appreciate mm -hmm. everyone's patience. Mm -hmm. Amen. Patience Amen. for us all. Thank you. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Alan. <clears throat> That's awesome. Okay, let's go to um, Evelyn. Go ahead, Evelyn. Hi, everybody. Uh, I have a, a question. Uh, how to process a prophetic word given to someone that says God is going to give you uh, an uh, eight-bedroom house or a husband or a wife? Okay. Do you want Shirley to answer that question? Go, go ahead, Shirley. 
Evelyn, that is the one of the big strong foundations in the prophetic. No dates, mates, or babies. <laughs> no dates. And also, okay, now I'm not going to say it. I was about to say something about presidential elections. No dates, babies, or mates. And when it comes to prophesying big, grandier things, we really need to hear God. And that is why the discernment is so key when you receive that word. Is this from God? Thank Amen. you. All right, so Shirley, give us some final comments here so that we can wrap this up. We could go on, like all of the sessions, we could go for another two hours easily with questions and comments and prayers, but go ahead and just see if you can wrap this up. And then Susan, you're going to need to give us some updates. Okay, very quickly, we are halfway through this transitioning series, and I know full well that not everyone is sitting with prophetic words that they can actually unpack but it's not just about the prophetic words it's about the promises from the god from the word of god it's about his promises and next week we are talking about contending but we needed to establish a foundation so that because now we've been down into the valley and now we're going up again and then we're going to be looking at caring and seeing those promises fulfilled. And that is the bring your tissues because that is it's there's been such a long wait. But we're going to talk about how to work through all of that. So I just mm -hmm. want to say to you be strong and of good courage. Mm -hmm. And this is not a course on how to prophesy. But it is setting a foundation and thank God for Sue and for Fred that have been plowing and plowing and sowing for decades that all of this is the fruit of their persistence and their heart and the vision and the words that god has given them and i just want to honor you sue and and fred in that you're very sweet <laughs> very sweet it's, you don't often hear that in the prophetic those kinds of words but i just want to encourage everyone i could make a bunch of announcements but i'm not going to do that i'll be sending out an email with some updates important ones some gatherings we were stepping forward and having the international watchman gathering and hearing it again this year after two year hiatus but i believe god is calling those who will to uh, venture forth and meet again. I think it's going to be critical for the times ahead. But Hillary, and with the sound of what I hear coming through the questions, I my prayer for all of us, and listen up, everyone, really hard on this. And this is what I got through some training that I went through years ago with people you guys know about. But... I just, one of the things that the prophetic people need to understand and handle is rejection. It's big, it's huge. But the more we press into that with God, the more we understand his heart. And we also understand 
the price Jesus paid. If we want to have a powerful impact with our words, with prophetic ministry, we are all going to have to go to the cross and not justify ourselves, not defend ourselves, but be as Jesus did. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And get into the place of comfort with the Father that what you're doing, what you're saying is healthy. It's from the Lord. And as you walk this out, we're all, we all see in part, we just, we're, none of us are there. None of us are there. We, we have to get a, let's get a grip. I don't care how advanced we are in our connections or whatever. We all need to have that reality of the fear of the Lord and that understanding that his love covers a multitude of sins. And if you find yourself in that lonely place and feeling rejected, ask God to expand your heart and show him, ask him to show him you, his heart. That has helped me a lot and helped me stay centered in the Lord. So I just want to bless all of you with the love of the Lord tonight that God descends upon you Fred, you're so good at this. Could you do this? <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to do that. Let me let me just I'll, I'll just I'll I'll pray over you, and then I'm going to have Lynn from the UK close us off in prayer. And I just want to say this, Shirley, is uh, there's some very provocative things that you said tonight. One of them was actually we were going to go into the breakout sessions. This whole thing of Think about your view of the prophetic. What contribution could you be making? And I'm just thinking about that. And I'm just thinking that if we're, if we really grab a hold of this and prophesy God's heart and his will to others, we are contributing to helping them to walk in the fullness of their destiny. And man, that is, that is a true, we've talked about the need for mothers and fathers in the spirit. This is a massive thing and a massive need. And so it's making me want to take this. I've been taking this whole thing, this whole course seriously, but it makes me want to take it even more seriously because I don't want to miss out on what God could say through me to others to help them walk in the fullness of their destiny. And that's, God's not a respecter of persons. So that is true for all of us. We can all really be a, have a massive contribution to others' lives. And it's a very exciting part of the prophetic to me. So let me just speak a blessing over everybody, and um, then Lynn, we'll turn it over to you. Father, I just thank you for everyone on the call tonight and those that are going to be listening to the recorded message. We just thank you, Lord, that it's not, it's not just about us speaking words, but Lord, that there is, you do, Jeremiah 29, 11, you do know the plans that you have for each one of us, and they are plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans for hope and a future. And so we just are in agreement. All of us are in agreement with you, Lord, and for ourselves and for each other, that we're going to agree with your plans for our lives, not the enemy's plans, not our friends' plans, not well-meaning people, not, not those who have come against us, but we're going to agree with your plans, and we're not going to listen to anything else. And um, we just believe that the for all of us, the best days of our lives and our ministry are ahead of us and not behind us. And boy, is that ever exciting because, God, you have raised us up for such a time as this. 
This is an Esther's time and an Esther season. And we are not going to turn back. We're not going to give up. We're not going to fall away. We're not going to be distracted. We're going to press on in Yeshua's name. Amen. All right, Lynn, over to you. Oh, wow, Lord, we're just so grateful for all we've heard in this last hour. And Lord, we just want to come with our hearts open, our ears open. And Lord, we just thank you for every word that you've ever spoken that we've known has come from you. Some of those words we've heard years ago, 40, 50 years ago, and we're still waiting. And Lord, we just want to come with renewed hope and vision. We want to run to you and we say, Lord, here we are. We want to walk in humility and with soft feet, Lord. We just want to be your people speaking your word at this time and coming into all that you're calling us to. Like Fred said, for this hour, Lord, we know that we're here for such a time as this. And Lord, we're so grateful to um, Shirley for all that she shared, Lord, for all of the testimonies from this hour. Lord, I just feel so privileged to be part of this group. And Lord, we just come together and we say amen to all we've heard. And Lord, do what's in your heart to do, Lord. Let us be those people that really honour you and do exploits for you. Lord, thank you. Amen. Amen. So, hey, uh, <laughs> guys, let's have a quick announcement before we... I, I do. I'm sorry. I, I was just so focused on getting us into a, a good place with the prophetic. It's thrilling to hear from the Lord. It's thrilling yeah. to release it and see what life brings forth, comes forth. It's we've just amazing testimonies we've got to have a time of testimony of what's happened with prophetic words but this week is a very significant week i just am alerting everybody it's the end of ramadan thursday is what is known as the night of power i think that's how you pronounce it it is typically a time of ramped up violence so in response we are going to be having 50 hours of worship starting 3 p.m. Jerusalem time watch on Wednesday and ending with the Shabbat on Friday. So there will be constant worship on this line going up those watches that are during that time where we're asking if you would please tune into the issues around Islam at that point in time. Okay, so anyway, just want to give everybody a heads up. So we thank you, everybody. We love you, Lord. You're so good. We can't wait for the next session. And um, let the joy of the Lord be our strength. And all God's people said, amen. Everybody on YouTube. Amen. 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 Shalom. Shalom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.